UFC flyweight contender Roxanne Modafferi. Thank you so much for joining me today. How is life in Las Vegas? Life is good. It's hot here, and I'm training hard. The last couple of months, you know, it's been a, a roller coaster ride for everybody around the world. Uh, I wanted to get into the evolution of your training because uh, I've heard the garage, the backyards, behind the bar. <laughs> Talk about some of those situations. Man, so the you know syndicate was closed, and I really wanted to keep training, so. Um, I hit up my Muay Thai coach, AJ Matthews. Um, my head coach, John Wood, was quarantining himself with his elderly father and his fiance. And so, like, AJ held mitts for me in his garage. They put down mats, which was awesome. And then I got to spar with, you know, um, training partners, Taiwan, Justin, and Kelly. And it just kind of kept it between us. And um, when I didn't want to bother AJ, I went to the park with Kelly and Justin. And it was, like, part one of my training camp. Like, I had a feeling something was coming, but I didn't have a fight set but I was just trying to train as hard as I could. And then now, you know, we're able to get into the gym again and train like normal. So it's like part one and part two of my training camp for this fight. Yeah, I heard that um, that Las Vegas, Nevada is back to pretty much normal. Everybody's walking around. People are not even wearing masks. And, and you're kind of familiar with that, you know, living in Asia, people just wear masks just to protect themselves. Do you walk around with a mask on or are you not really worried about it too much? So when I lived in Japan, I found the mask very stifling like I was breathing in my own carbon dioxide and I just couldn't breathe like I wanted to be a good citizen and do it but I just like <gasps> like I couldn't breathe um so I didn't do it in in Japan but now you know I'm I'm able to do it like I got a nice mask and I can somehow breathe through it um people are still doing it in the grocery stores we have a lot of non-conformists um it's man this is our second week I think so I'm hoping that you know the COVID doesn't suddenly spike but I mean I don't know. It's hard. Like I don't think we should go from zero to a hundred, but yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of like uh, the American way a little bit, right? It's like they go, it's one or the other. It's not like there's no gray area. This is correct. <laughs> now with the uh, syndicate opening back up, uh, what what adjustments or what differences do you see in your training now compared to the last couple of weeks? Um, I am trying to keep a small group of training partners just because that's what you know we're supposed to do with the whole COVID thing, but um. Yeah, I'm just going to class, you know, hitting mitts with Don and AJ and just, I don't know, it's totally different than the garage in the park and behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, don't if forget, you... I want to shout out to Lorenzo, my strength and conditioning coach, really helped me improve my strength and power over the past, man, few years and months. Yeah, get into the power and the strength, you know, where do you feel like that helps you most? Is it mostly in your stand-up or do you feel like on the ground is, is where you benefit most? You know, I never really, I never really valued strength and conditioning, mm -hmm. like, to have it motivate me to want to do it, but everyone was telling me to do it, so I just pretty much followed my coaches and did whatever they said. Um, I, I don't know, I'm still, you know, i I feel like maybe in my striking power, people are telling me in the gym that I'm hitting harder. I knocked down Macy in my last fight. Um, I feel stronger holding people on the ground. I, I don't feel overpowered. Maybe that's a good way to say it. Like I used to be so weak and just a martial artist, not really an athlete, but I feel like now I can hold my own with these like strong girls who are training to be athletes. Definitely. Now, this is your uh, second run in the UFC. Your first run was basically one fight, right? And then now right. you're back. You're better than ever. What are the major differences you see in yourself comparing like the 2013 version of yourself to now? 
oh man, night and day. I was horrible. Like my striking sucked. I was weak. Like I had all these injuries all over my body. I almost retired. Like every day was just so painful. I could barely make it through a training session back then. Um, if I'd gotten signed to the UFC, I would have been in 135 bantamweight, which I would have gotten smashed like immediately. So it was probably better, you know, that I didn't get signed. And then I went to Invicta and I figured out how to get stronger and find treatment for my injuries and have a great run through Invicta What a great organization. Thank you, Shannon Knapp. Um, and then when I, you know, got my skill up, I got signed to the UFC and it's, it's been great. Have you felt like you've been surprising yourself even with the performance that you've been having the last couple of years? I wouldn't say surprised, but I'm thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. I feel very accomplished. Getting into the last fight, you mentioned Macy Barber uh, last January. Uh, many, you know, many people said that was the best performance to date. Do you agree with that? Because it's, you've you've had some big wins throughout your career. I don't really think it was my best performance. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I couldn't pass her half guard for half the fight. <laughs> um, but I eventually did a few times. Um, I had some nice ground and pound. Um, I thought my striking was sharp. I didn't really stand on my feet too much. You know, I want to do more of that in the future. Um, but I felt really sharp on my feet. Um really smooth i felt an improvement there so um i don't know it's probably one of my more dom dominant fights mm. dominant wins so yeah. in that regard yeah all right well is there anything you know looking back watching it again where it kind of bothered you bothered you about the fight macy's fight yeah yeah i mean she bridge and rolled me from mount mm. which irritates mm. me because that's like day one mount escape uh jujitsu and i shouldn't have let her grab my arm but that was probably my pet peeve. Like, ah, oh, she bridged and rolled me. But other than that, I don't know. I was happy. <laughs> Speaking of pet peeves, I always wanted to ask you this. Uh, you're always happy. You're always smiling. What is a pet peeve? What gets under your skin? Uh, you know, is there anything? I actually have a few. One is when people sing this song called Roxanne to me by the police. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you know that song. Don't even think yeah. about singing it. It's about a prostitute and people are like, hi, your name's Roxanne. Oh, and they start singing it. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? But nowadays they don't because I'm a fighter. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, they, it's, so it's cool now that I'm kind of famous. Nobody really sings a song to me. Right. Um, another pet peeve is parents who jaywalk with their kids. Oh, like, okay. teach your kids the right stuff. Like, if you want to jaywalk, do it by yourself. Look around. Make sure there are no kids watching. Like, be a good example. So people, especially parents who do, like, break the rules in front of their kids, pisses me off so much. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm the teacher. I'm... I feel like kids of the future, they're little beautiful angels, like teach them stuff. Like, I think it's too late for us adults going off into a tangent here, but educate the kids to be good people and blah, 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 and it'll, we'll have a good world. So that's another yeah. pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good pet peeve to have because there's a lot of irresponsible parents out there doing some weird things, right? Simple things. <laughs> that's good for now. I can yeah, keep going. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, your upcoming fight, you know, Lauren Murphy, she was also on Tough 26 with you. Did you get to know her any during the show? I did. We chatted in the morning sometimes. Yeah, she's nice. Very earnest, um, hardworking. I like her. How much of the time did you get to actually train with her or were there just the conversations that you had? We actually did not train a lot because she was on the other team. And then when she jumped teams, it just so happened, like, I think I was getting ready to fight. So I wasn't really going hard with anybody. I remember we did wall wrestling. And I was like, she's pretty good on the wall, on the cage. That's all I, I really, oh, yeah. And then we grappled um, for the tryouts, tough tryouts. Like, oh, she's pretty good on the ground. So I see that uh, Nico Montano is, is training at Syndicate. She faced Lauren on the show. 
She beat her. Uh, have have has she given you any insight about about Lauren and, and her in the cage? Oh yes, all the secrets. <laughs> Just kidding. We haven't really talked about it. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> now, when you you grappled her. her, you've grappled with her on the show and the tryouts, and and you've probably watched a few of her fights. Now, when you break her down, uh, what are your thoughts on the overall skill set that she possesses? She, I think she's really well rounded. I think she's strong. Um, I think I have certain techniques that are going to be able to get through and land on her. And uh, I have some, you know, new stuff that I've been working on that I would really want to try. Plus my ultra powerful finishing move that is too powerful for my body to handle. So I might only be able to throw it a few times. We're going to see. I'm going to try it out. You know, like in Dragon Ball Z, the Kaioken, when Goku like mm -hmm. flares up and like it's hard on his body, like I have one of those. So I'm going to yeah. see like if I can find the right opportunity to use this technique. We'll see. Okay, so do you you do you plan on showing more of your striking in this fight compared to going to the ground? Do you see it playing out that way? I always say that. I always say that, and then <laughs> I get up, I get some kind of takedown. Like, okay, so great, let's go. <laughs> so I'm just gonna you know go where the fight takes me. With your status in the division, in the flyweight division, you're you're number five. So the title title talk is always there. Maybe even after this fight, you're one step closer, or even right there at the door of a a, a title fight. Do you feel that way? I'm not looking past Lauren. You know, I, mm. I can't look at the big picture. Um, it just makes me feel emotions, and I I don't need that right now. That we both have to win our fights in order for that to happen. Um, so, or one of us has to win. But anyway. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not looking past Lauren. I'm just focusing on her 100% and like all the stuff that I can try on her. And that's my motivation and excitement for fighting. Well, uh, your your close training partner, Joanne Calderwood, she's most likely going to fight for the title next against Valentina Shevchenko. How do you see that fight playing out? Yeah, they're both really talented. They're both really skilled. Yeah. You know, um, Valentina's a great striker. JoJo's a fantastic striker. She always, you know, puts it on me in training and... You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, but uh, man, that's gonna be a good fight. I'm I'm excited, and after my fight, I'm gonna heal up and help her train for it. Jojo, 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 she's gonna win. Of do you see a knockout? Do, do, do you know you 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 spar with her, you train with her a lot. Do you see a knockout coming in that fight? Could be. All right, all right. I'm looking forward to that one. That's gonna be a striking battle. I don't really see that on the ground too much. <laughs> you never know with MMA, right? Yeah, but you never know. That's right. Um, now, you lived in Japan. You started with uh, Smack Girl, and uh, uh, do you keep up with uh, Japanese MMA? Do you do you, you probably still have a lot of fans from out there that you know follow you to this day, right? I think I have some fans. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, thank you very much for that, fans. Um, I man, I follow all everybody on Twitter and social mm -hmm. media, and I should be keeping up more, but it's. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I saw, I saw somewhere that you were going to write a book about your experiences, your travels. H have you started that? Or, or is, is that still something that you're going to you know work on in the future? Yes, I actually wrote a lot over the lockdown period. Every day I okay. just you know came home and I wrote for hours. So I'm pretty mm -hmm. far into it. Um, mm -hmm. I actually, I think all I really have left is to edit a lot of that, get mm -hmm. somebody to edit it for me, and then write about the COVID breakout. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. because it's it's not in the past yet. It's still going on. So it yeah. needs to like, finish before I can, like, see how I have hindsight about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to wait. Maybe by the end of the year, I'll have something to publish. From okay, close. okay, okay. You have a title for the book? I think I'm going to call it Memoirs of a Happy Warrior 2, mm -hmm. Overcoming. 
okay. because a lot of the themes of the book are me going through like a challenging time, mm -hmm. but then overcoming it. You know, people always think I'm so happy and everything's awesome. Well, not really. Like, I struggled a lot. Yeah. I just managed to, like, make something of it or stay positive. So I want to show people, like, hey, I lived through the Japanese earthquake in Tohoku. You know, like, I evacuated. That was terrible. But now I'm back and everything's kind of sort of okay. <laughs> so things like that. I want to tell my story. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, one last thing before I let you go. You know, you're a big proponent of living the martial arts lifestyle. And uh, in the UFC or in MMA general, you've got fighters like Colby Covington and, and Conor McGregor. They're into the trash talking. They don't really have limits on what they say. Do you enjoy it as entertainment or are you someone that thinks that it's kind of a bad look for mixed martial arts? You know, I remember, I think it was Rhonda. She said something like, mm -hmm. I'm not being paid to be a role model. Mm-hmm. You know, because people were on her case about, you know, their kids looking up to her and she's doing something. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. She's being paid to go out there and fight and beat people up. Now, if she were a role model, that, was, that would be great. So I think I don't mind if people talk trash and all that. What bothers me the most is like going out and doing like being like a criminal or illegal things or like John Jones, his like drugs and hitting people and like Connor getting into fights and not getting held responsible for it you know mm -hmm. just paying somebody off and getting going free so that really upsets me like you don't have to be a super great role model verbally and with the trash talk not trash talking like go ahead and trash talk mm -hmm. but just like follow the law you know and don't be a horrible person <laughs> so that's kind of how i feel oh so the, the talking doesn't bother it's the living your life a certain way that that represents you in a in a in a in a good light. That's important. That's the most important. I think so, and I never really thought about mm -hmm. it until you put it that way. Like I don't really mind trash talk at all. What mm -hmm. bothers me is hearing like, oh, you know, John Jones hit pregnant woman and got out yeah. of jail. Like that was those sort of things. Like that bothers me. Well, I think it bothers a lot of people uh, <laughs> all over the world. Uh, yeah, June twentieth. You know, UFC Fight Night, uh, UFC Apex, UFC Vegas. You're already there, so. You don't really have to go anywhere, so it's good for you. Thank goodness. I didn't want to travel. Yeah, definitely. How far are you from the Apex? What is it, like 20-minute drive or so? Yeah, like 20 minutes, yeah. All right, well, I guess right. So thank you so much, Roxanne, for the time, and uh, good luck on the fight, and good luck on everything that you're doing outside the cage. Hopefully that book comes out by the end of the year, and uh, I'll be ready to read it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it.